Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Deserts of Plenty. Uh, my name is Ralph, and Deserts of Plenty is a podcast about making our way in this crazy world in a time when we are inundated with calories but devoid of nutrition, when we are inundated with information but devoid of facts and knowing things, and we're inundated with actual like uh, uh, experiences but we lack connection. In short, uh, the comfort that we express express the comfort that we uh, enjoy, I guess, uh, in inverted quotation marks, ironically, uh, is killing us. And um, it's, I think, you know, it's time to think seriously about that and think seriously about the corrupting power of money to influence our lives. And this podcast is my little attempt to have an antidote to that, to, uh, um, Get information out that, and again, this is for informational purposes only. I don't do advice, but uh, this helps. I like to get this stuff out there because a lot of this is free. A lot of this uh, is actually, um, has helped me tremendously. And so for those of you who know me and, um, and thanks for the feedback that I've been getting. It's been really, it's been really helpful. So I've enjoyed hearing everything that anybody wants to say. It's uh, even the bad stuff. So it's good. Keep it coming. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's crazy. I was just thinking about, um, um, <laughs> yeah, well, comfort killing us and how it's time to do things that are hard, challenge ourselves. Um, because all the things that I do to challenge myself from fasting to cold therapy to doing things that challenge my comfort zone, uh, when I finish them, I feel amazing. You know, that, that thing, uh, and I've talked to this about with many people, you know, I've never, I've never gone to the gym, dragged my butt there when I was like, Oh, I don't want to go. I'm so tired. I'm this, I'm blah, 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 blah. I've never once done that, gone to the gym, left the gym and went, boy, I wish I hadn't done that. But there have been lots of nights when I've stayed up and I've had one extra drink or watched one more episode on Netflix or, you know, did something that was fun, expedient, uh, joyful, easy in the moment and come to regret it, right? That one last piece of cake, one more of this, uh, you know, and and um, and that stuff comes back to bite us. You know, the things that are easy in the moment come to cost you in the long term, the things that are difficult in the short term come to benefit you in the long term right and that's and that's kind of a true thing that has been lost and i think for me part of that is because you know, corporations can sell us pleasure masquerading as happiness but it's not real happiness pleasure is not happiness anyway today what i wanted to talk about is uh i want to talk about what i've learned from poker um now, to enjoy this episode or to listen to this episode, you don't need to know really much about poker. I will talk you through a little bit about how the play game is played if you've never played it or seen it, but it's really uh, just for an illustration. I'm not going to, this is not a lesson on how to play poker. Besides, I'd be like a bad person to teach you how to play poker. I used to play poker a lot online about 15, almost 20 years ago when it was really good. It was very fun and I and I did quite well, but I did quite well because I was a dispassionate player who just played by, played the odds and I never even had to do much thinking about it. I just, you know, if it makes sense to bet, bet. If it doesn't, it doesn't. One of the things that's misunderstood about poker is that a lot of people think it's a game of chance like uh, dice or roulette or 
any of those. And and while there is certainly some random elements in it, some stochastic processes, some chance, essentially, if you are the better player at a table, you will win in the long run. Of course, short term, you could be the best player and you could lose your shirt. That's that's part of what I want to talk about today, how that what seems to be on the surface something that's that's really uh, so vexing or vex vexing makes you angry makes one angry he's actually good when you can step back and take a look at it so the the kind of poker i'm talking about is uh texas hold'em poker it's played with seven cards although it's probably applicable to all um poker hands but anyway in, in so essentially when you sit down to play poker uh hold them especially no limit hold them uh every player is dealt two cards face down now those cards belong just to you that just the person who has them and then five community cards are dealt in the middle of the table not all at once first there's three and then a fourth one and then a fifth one and after each one of those there's betting rounds so you get your cards three cards bet so you get your two cards bet three cards bet the, the turn which is the fourth card bet the final card the river bet again and uh, when you play with good people, most most hands don't go all the way to the showdown, which is when you have to flip over your cards and see who won. Uh, anyway, in one of the theories about playing poker in in this is you want to get all your money in the table when you are ahead. So if you start a hand in the lead, that is, you have the best hand with only two cards, and you can have the best hand with two cards. Uh, what you want to do is get everybody else to put their money in, or is you want to get the money in the table. In the middle, because if you're ahead at the beginning, chances are you'll be ahead at the end, but not always. So here's a here's a classic example of two players. One player has a pair of aces in, as their whole cards. There are two cards that only are for them. And the other character or player has a pair of kings. And those are the two best starting hands that you can have. And uh, it's a terrible position to be in to have kings when someone else has aces because you're going to put all your money in. But as the player with the aces, that's what you want. I'm ahead. I've put all my money in and then the other person calls me and puts all their money in and then we flip our cards over and the person with the kings goes oh no and the person with the aces goes hooray because most likely the aces are going to win but they will not win every single time in that scenario with two players aces versus kings the aces are only like about a four to one overdog that means about 80 percent of the time uh the aces will win they will hold up and they'll win the hand. But about 20% of the time, remarkably, the kings will win. You know, a king will come on one of those five community cards or something. Now, I have been in that situation on both sides of that. I've seen it multiple times. When you play hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hands, it, it happens. Uh, I think the odds of it happening are something like one in... No. I, I should, I'm not going to say because I'm not 100% sure. Uh, so I'm not even 50% sure. I think it's one in 4,000. See, I said it, but I, it doesn't matter. But the point is it, it does happen. And uh, so, and the point is when you get that and you lose, so when you get, you have your aces, you think you're in the lead and then a king comes up and you lose. What tends to happen is the person who had the aces is very upset uh, they will rail and curse and talk about how unlucky they are. And uh, and I've even heard some players say, oh, I don't play aces because it loses so often, which is not true. That's just their bias and their perception, but that's not true. So the thing is, uh, and here's what poker taught me. At the point where 
you don't have any community cards and it's just aces versus kings and I have the aces and I put all my money in and the other person calls me, I've done the right thing. Now, the outcome of this may not be in my favor. That is, I might lose when the other five cards come up. And of course, in the moment, that stings, that hurts. You're like, oh no, that's oh, so lucky. But if, that, if you did that five times, four times you're going to win. One time you're going to lose. So on the whole, you're up substantially. And so part of it is like, this is what I learned, is try not to be focused on results process. Be focused on a process or a system, whatever those two things are interchangeable. Because if you focus on a system, A, if your system is flawed, you can go and you can tinker with it. But if you're focused on results, results may often be outside of your control. And then you are just, you know, up to the whims of chance. And your mood is going to be highly dependent upon something that lies outside your control. Whereas if you focus on the process and you're like, okay, I had my aces, he had kings, they had kings, I lost, I did everything right. I did everything right, but the outcome, the result was flawed in this one instance. But over the course of time, my hands will hold up. I've done the right thing. I'm going to be winning in the long run, even though in this particular moment, I've lost. And so focusing on the process and focusing on what you can control is very empowering. And when it goes wrong, you can let it go because you know, like, not only, well, I'll get to this in a second, not only did I do the right thing and just chance happened to be against me this one time and I will win in the long run, but even further is actually a good thing that I will lose once in a while. Otherwise, a person with kings might not ever play. They might just sit there and wait for aces every single time. Because what would, why not? You might as well just wait for your aces all the time. Uh, I mean, if you're playing a game, that's going to be problematic because if you never bet and then one time you put all your cards in or your, all your money in, everybody's going to know what you have. So you can't really do that as a strategy. But the point being that it's a good thing in the long run that people can play bad cards and win. Now that's an aces versus kings. Anybody with kings is going to push all their cards in all the time anyway uh, because that's the second best starting hand there is and you only are an underdog if someone else has aces but often people will put all their money in with ace king or a pair of queens or a pair of jacks or something else so if you've got kings you've got to go in um but it's a good thing that every once in a while people will play junky cards like their queen four and they'll win because it will reinforce in them that uh you know it's just luck uh and when their luck runs well they'll bet but in the long run, because of the law of large numbers, they're going to lose. And that, and that as, and, and in this kind of scenario where it's just, you know, two people versus each other or, you know, this kind of zero-sum game, you want to win. Like, that's the, that's the point of zero-sum games. You want to be on the positive side while other people take the losses. So that taught me a lot about, oh, yes, I, I should be focused on process, not results. Results lie outside my control. I can't, there's nothing I can do about a king coming down. I can't magically change that. And to get frustrated is not going to help me. And it's nothing I can fix. Plus, it's good that some things, things go, sometimes things go wrong. Same thing in life. You know, you can control what you can control. Be focused on a process. And if things don't turn out the way you want, go back and tinker with the process. Tinker with the system. 
to get the required result. And it is a good thing, ultimately, that people are wonderfully flawed. And we do have to deal with difficult people. Because imagine a scenario where that didn't happen. Where you had no nuance, roadblocks, um, uh, things, problems. One definition of happiness is solving problems. When you solve a problem, you feel happy. You know, the, the, the time between solving one problem and the next one coming along, or the, the gaining of one desire and the next desire coming along. Uh, also, I'm just chatting about happiness real quick. Two ways to be happy, or well, more than two, but one way that we don't think about often. One is be happy by getting everything you want, achieving all your desires. That would make you happy temporarily. But of course, if you think about it, you're always going to have a new desire. Or the second way, or a second way, is to remove desires. If you don't have any desires, you'll be happy because you're not yearning and wanting things. Anyway, so that's that's my little thing about about poker and process and letting go. And it's a good thing that 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 there are problems because it's it's through problems that we grow. You know, there's the the Christian idea of heaven is this, uh, or as I was taught, is that it is this good garden where you basically play harps or you hang out all day with God and there's no problems. There's no issues. There's nothing going on. And that to me seems like a hell. Uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's like the pandemic. If you had money, you know, you, you, I mean, sorry, if you didn't have to worry about eating and things, if you had enough money to sustain yourself and then you couldn't do anything, you couldn't go anywhere. It's like that. It's like, oh boy, uh, just order Uber Eats and I don't know, watch more Netflix. And that seems to me what heaven is like. And that seems tough. Of course, like, you know, dealing with a problem in the moment is tough. Going to the gym is tough. Many times I go to the gym and I hate it. Many times I reach for the cold tap in my shower to blast myself with cold water and I hate it. But afterwards I feel so good, so good. And it's only through facing obstacles and problems and nuance that we grow. And don't we all want to grow? Aren't we? I mean, I'm much happier the person I am now than I was even a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. You know, the person I was 20 years ago, I look at that person and I shake my head. It's like, oh my, oh boy. (laughs) Thank goodness you were so ignorant of what was going on at the time. Otherwise you would have been so miserable. Um, Yeah, so anyway, that's my thing. Process and systems-based rather than results-based. And it will alleviate a lot of stress. I believe it's alleviated a lot of my stress because worrying about things you can't control is, is, I understand why we do it and I used to do it. But it can only end badly. You know, at the best, you're just going to get what you want. But you'll never be surprised in a good way, only in a bad way. Anyway, thanks very much for tuning in for Deserts of Plenty. It's been a pleasure. My name's Ralph. Please keep those comments coming. I'm enjoying reading them. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I'm just here to learn and, and get all this stuff out and hopefully pass on something that resonates with you. Um, yeah. All right. You all have a great week. Take care. Bye.